And we welcome you to the very first edition of CBS 21's Classroom Chat. I'm calling it a podcast of sorts. <laughs> of sorts, yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, you are listening to Stacey Hanrahan in this capacity. I am the assistant news director here. And Ryan Eldridge, who is one of our reporters, but also is the anchor for Face the State, our weekly political show. So Face the State with Ryan Eldridge. Uh, you should watch every Sunday morning at 8.30. Right, Quick shameless right. plug. Thank you. <laughs> as well as traffic anchor and alert Everything. center in the yeah. mornings. You I don't do, do weather, our, though. You do that. Uh, the only you. thing is the yeah. weather. You, we'll let uh, Steve and I handle the no, weather. thank you. Um, unless uh, we call in, you should uh, probably prepare for that. Oh, no, Lord, don't do it. Don't do it. That's the one thing I don't know anything about it. People are like, what's the weather? I don't even know. Fake I haven't even paid attention. Fake it till you make it. Look outside. Steve sounded good this morning. I just... That's right. That's right. Yeah. Good job. Stacy was great. I don't know. It sounds great. Um, so let's talk about back to school. Oh, my Lord. That's what we're doing here. So basically, these uh, little classroom chats that we're talking about uh, are going to be yeah, probably once or twice a week for the next four weeks as folks prepare to get back to school. And Ryan and I are both parents. Yes, we are. So we're thinking a lot about this. All, all the time. I know. All the time. And, and I hate doing it this early, too, because it's the first week of August and we're calling people for stories. And they're like, we're on vacation. Uh -huh. Don't even talk about back to school yet. But we have to. Yeah. And it's it, right around the corner. It felt like the, a lot of the superintendents, administrators and teachers that I was calling for some of the things that I was working on we're on vacation up until like this week. Right. And now things are starting to get real. You're seeing school boards make moves, Cumberland Valley and Susquehanna Township making decisions on like whether we're going to mask, what it's going to look like. And so, yeah, everybody's starting to come back. And now they're dealing with different guidance than they had even three weeks ago from right. the CDC and the Department of Health. So it's just kind of like now they're uh, just it feels like last year where we're in limbo. Just the limbo is a little bit different. But it's it's crazy again. Right. It's like, it seems like as soon as they make a decision about something. Always. Then, you know, the CDC comes out or Governor Wolf says something different. Um, right. And for correct reasons. I mean, they're doing stuff based on science. But then they've got to scramble, the school oh, yeah. districts. Yeah, and I know for the schools, it's always just like, they're like, we had to submit a safety plan by July 31st. Well, a lot of them had it done a while ago because I don't think the CDC guidance had changed. Right. It had been the same, I think, since March 15th or something when I talked to Dr. David Christopher at Cumberland Valley. So he's like, we had no reason to think. Like, we had our plan submitted early. We were ready to go. And so you get that in on Friday for some schools like Greenwood uh, in Perry County. They waited up till the wire. They get it in on the 31st and then... Everything changed. Boom, so then the new guidance the from the CDC, week. the president comes out, and next thing you know, you're like, okay, now it's mask in school, so what do we do? And then they're still getting the flexibility from the state to do local control, at least for now. So now you've got to balance what are our case rates here? What do, what does our community want? So these they're being asked to be public health experts, and just like you and I, they, it's not like... It's not their job. They don't do health. They right. don't do... They do education. And so right. this is a... It's a lot. It's been a, it's been a rough year. So you were t talking about, you know obviously to wear or not to wear a mask that's oh, the biggest yeah. probably decision oh, yeah. it seems like because everybody's most people let's say seem to agree that the kids need to be back right you know oh, yeah. unless everybody's there is there. a spe there's clearly every kid has a special circumstance and mm -hmm. maybe your child is not one that should be going back right now completely understand for whatever reason yep. but 
as a whole, most kids should be back in school. They just learn better yes. together. Uh, they need that that peer interaction, that kind of stuff. So the big question right now that is in all the headlines is the mask or not mask. And then you talk to multiple school districts that are, and you know, we could sit here all day and ramble off every single district and every single college. Oh, and, and you know, is, yeah, are they lot. requiring vaccines or requiring masks? What were you seeing this week? I thought it was interesting. You were telling me about Cumberland Valley earlier this morning yes. and why they went the direction they went as opposed to Susquehanna Township. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so people see it and they think it's pretty black and white. They'll, they'll say, okay, so in Greenwood, for example, Perry County, super rural, Big Spring, mm-hmm. you know, Newville, Cumberland County, you've got two rural school districts and they're saying, hey, mask optional. Everybody's going, well, that's because the majority of the people there are Republican or whatever. And they're saying that makes sense because that's what that community wants, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that simple because Cumberland Valley, which is, they've got a really good intersection of different groups and they're mask optional but then right across the river you've right. got Susquehanna Township and they're not they're going to have a mask mandate students need to be wearing masks um, when I was talking to Dr. Christopher what I found to be really interesting is that yes yeah, certainly they take the community's input and they've got a way they've got a way that that it is important you know whether or not your community wants masks or they don't want masks but I think secondarily Dr. Christopher what he was saying is that they do have the ability and all of them do they get a chance to look at Township by township breakdowns, city by city, town by town, county by county, where they can see. So in this case, in Cumberland Valley, they can see Silver Spring Township. Okay, well, we've got a vaccination rate there of over 90 percent. And we have other communities throughout Cumberland Valley, he was saying, where he's like, our average is over 70 percent of folks fully vaccinated. That's great. Okay, So what he's saying is, You know, for us, we had always said, you know, that herd immunity was somewhere between 70 and 80 percent. Well, as a district, if we're over 70 percent and we have some communities that are pushing 90, I have to weigh, you know, are these families ever really interested in getting vaccinated? Are they ever going to vaccinate their students? And so now I've got to make the determination of, okay, and then, you know, he can see the numbers for the staff, too. And from every indication from him talking with the staff, he didn't give me a firm number, but he made it sound like majority of them were vaccinated as well. And it's just kind of like, well, we were always going to fight upstream. We always knew there was going to be 15 to 20 percent that just weren't going to get vaccinated. And there's a variety of reasons for that. Mm -hmm. So we feel like we capped out. So why are we going to make a decision based off of, fear and paranoia that's, you know, in some communities in Pennsylvania is just really not applicable. And, and in his case, in his opinion, Cumberland Valley wasn't applicable. Now, then you look at Susquehanna Township. Well, the, the vaccination rates are pretty similar. But, I was going to ask. But okay. they have a community okay. that is very, like, pro-mask. Sure. Absolutely. And Dr. Willis, what she was saying is that they've been sending out surveys. Yes. Um, and they're, I, My and school I, district, for right, full disclosure. Right. Yes. And, and I know My Cumberland son. Valley is going to survey students when they come back, too, to say, do you feel safe? Do you feel secure? And I guess that might have an influence, too, which is why Dr. Christopher left the door open and saying, hey, it's, it's flexible. Right. We want to try to pick a plan and stick with it. Yeah. But then Dr. Willis was saying, hey, most of the people, when we get feedback, mm-hmm. they want our students to want be masked. masks. Because, and she had attributed to the communities in Susquehanna Township um, had their, you know, intergenerational, I think is what she said, where they all kind of rely on, like they rely on their grandparents Very to watch much. the kids. They Very rely much. on their aunts and uncles yes. where I guess maybe the dynamic in Cumberland Valley isn't quite the same. I'm not sure. But Dr. Right. Willis was just saying there are concerns about spread within this community for one reason or another. And so we felt that this was the best decision for our community. So right. I think that local control, you're going to see that push and pull. And I think we always try to judge things with like, a, we try to paint with a really broad brush stroke, but I just don't mm-hmm. think it's, what happens in, in Solanco 
it, is not applicable to what's going on in Cumberland Valley, just like Harrisburg and Steelton, even though they're close. And we all think of them, you know, kind of like brother and sister. I mean, it's just not. Every community apparent. has their differences. Um, right. And so that is that's fascinating. And I'm glad you're getting into so many different types of schools and because you like you said even yeah. you talk to Greenwood which is a you know a much more rural five days a week full-time in-person learning throughout the pandemic now mass pandemic but that's what their community wanted we right. and you know you got to think too like very working class Absolutely. you know ag manufacturing yes. we need our kids to be at school because we have we to go can't to be work. home with them <laughs> absolutely um yeah. and not that you don't have that in the cities but for Greenwood that was really important and they were just like hey let's let's just do this let's go in person and then we're just going to have to make changes and right. shift if we have to. But we'll we'll roll the dice at the beginning, and they they made it. They made it the whole way. But smaller school too. I don't want to make it. It's not it's not Cumberland Valley or Harrisburg. I mean, they, I think they graduated forty kids. Wow. So small it's a small too. school, right? Well, and let's be real. The, Income levels are comp- are different. Yes, they are absolutely. different in right. Cumberland Valley than they are, you know, in any other school district. Right, and same. I'm not saying anything about Cumberland Valley. Well, That's space. Township. Way That's more space saying. in Cumberland Valley space. schools. They're huge. Absolutely, right? they have right exactly. So staffing levels could be different. Staffing right. levels are going the to flexibility dictate to staff. the flexibility to staff is going right. to dictate how many kids you can have in a classroom, how far right. apart they sit. Yep. Is it three feet or six feet? That's going to double the amount of kids that you can put in that classroom. Yep. So, yeah, there's a it. it it is awesome that our governments have put the decision in the hands yeah. of the individual school districts yeah. because that is something that absolutely had to be done. Yeah. You could not blanket cover no. this. No. Now, I will say as a parent, put COVID aside for a second. Put politics aside. Goodness gracious, people. Put politics oh, aside right now. Good luck, um, right. But I just want my kid to wear a mask so he doesn't... He, Forget COVID. Right. He, I want him to wear a mask the rest of his life in school because he was not sick at all last year. It was amazing. Yeah. Like, to not have a runny nose constantly. Right. Do not, I understand. Do not, do not be spreading germs constantly. Yep. I mean, I was blown away. It was like a side effect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of wearing masks. You didn't have a cold all year long. Right. Um, but yeah. But so, I, you know, I, 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 it is fascinating. It is important. Um, and yeah, like you said, with the different incomes and different jobs that people have, you know, we can't all afford a babysitter or full-time help in our house while we're working full-time. Most people can't. Yeah. And I thought, I thought that that was really something that was lost in our state's response throughout the pandemic, not to go into a, you know, a a rant or an opinion, but there was this thought of you can stay home and stay insulated and a lot of us just a lot of us have to rely on our parents on on care to work right to like you said pay for i mean and Mortgage and rent aside, I mean, groceries, gas, all these things, the you know, it adds up. The school supplies they so, need. Right. Yeah, medical bills. A lot, you know, it, they always say it takes a community to raise a child. Right. And, you know, sometimes it just seems like we forget that a little bit. So yeah. it is, I think it will, I think it's important. And then, the, the, you know, the kids to have that fellowship, we talk about that a lot. And I know for my kids, it's, it's huge. You can see them shut down when they're isolated amongst just family for, you know, especially in the summertime, two, three weeks, and they don't get to see a friend or something. It just changes the dynamics at home. So I can't imagine, you know, mine are still little, but, you know, older 10, 11, 12-year-olds, you know, being stuck at home and not, you know, seeing their friends for that year. Absolutely. Awful. Oh, it was. And my my poor kid, we have 
Um, my husband Rob and I have two kids. Uh, one is 24, so she's mm. <laughs> passed. Yep. We're not worried yep. about her schooling at this point. She's done. Uh, but, you know, my son is turning eight, mm-hmm. going into second grade, and he literally said to my husband the other day, and Rob was repeating this back to me, I just, I wish I had witnessed it, but the amount of growth that they've, the kids have had to grow up in the last year and just learning. And I think they've had to listen to a lot more news. Mm -hmm. I mean, in my house, it's all the time. So my poor kid, kid, whatever. Yeah, my kids have ignored me. They don't even listen anymore. What is, oh, he's talking, (laughs) I'm leaving. Yeah, exactly, he's talking about work. Yep. Um, But they've really had to grow up. and, And Rob said, Van was like, Dad, just looked at him one day, just... Dad, you know, I'm going to look back on my seventh year. And it was hard. What? This was a hard year. <laughs> it's very adult. Not that he's a regular seven-year-old kid. Oh, yeah. But in that moment, oh, he sounded man. like he was 40 years old. Rob was like, he just, he just looked at me like, this was just a rough year. And, you know, the whole thing with having to wear a mask and COVID and... Yeah, I guess I learned a lot this year. My seventh year. <laughs> yeah, my seventh year. In my seventh <laughs> year. No, I know what you're talking about, too, because, you know, my daughter is uh, seven as well. And it yes. does. Sem- sometimes it just seems like she processes information better than we do. Oh, absolutely. She has never once complained about a mask. No. Never one. Now, the four-year-old. Absolutely. Oh, my Lord. That's a tough God ask. bless anybody in yes. child care if they've got to try to keep a mask on anybody <gasps> under know. five years old. Because that thing has been a mop. It oh, has absolutely. been, it's been a, a rubber they band, eat a slingshot, eat eats it. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> in his mouth. Up his, he's picking his nose with a mask on. I mean, that thing has been everywhere. It's literally lived a life, and he's got like seven or eight, right. and you can't wash those things. And I'm oh, absolutely I only disgusted dis- with those masks. I only di- just buy disposables. I need to get on that level. I, I'll send you the link of the ones that I buy on Amazon. Just the I mean, they're cheap. Thing. You I try not to, to take them anywhere them. anymore. You just throw them away. You oh. know how it is with kids. Yeah. Like, you can't, I mean. We stopped taking them places. Oh, yeah. I took him to the grocery store one time with me, and I was like, never again. <laughs> right? This is the last time that we're doing this with a mask on, because it's just, it's horrifying. I, I think I think that the thing that parents are looking for the most is probably stability. Yes. You know what absolutely. I mean? I think it's... From the schools. You know what it is? It doesn't matter how awesome your work is, or your bosses are, or how understanding they are. At the end of the day... You still, if you're a good worker and you have pride in your job, like you still feel bad. I right. think there's still that element. There's still that guilt in society right. where we've really guilted people who like ask for things at work. Yeah. God forbid they right. ask for a raise or a day off. Right. You know. Right. Um, I think so. Yeah, the good soldier. Yeah, like, you exactly. Be, well, you and I, be that. I follow that trap all the time because that's right. just how I was raised. It's just like exactly. you don't complain, right. you don't say anything, you right. bust, 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 right. and you'll move your way up, and everything will work out fine. Right. It's like sometimes we just need to not be the good. Soldier. Exactly. You have. <laughs> to say yeah. like I've got to just be there for my kid right he won the lottery today and he like last year I can't imagine all right I mean I I, I couldn't believe it I, I should have played the lottery van won my son I mean his classroom he was like one of the only ones like Susquehanna has such an amazing they did such an amazing job I, yeah. I just I have to I have to give a shout out to my, my husband Dr. Willis yeah, shout out good, and my Susquehanna crew. Township I love them um, and they did such a good job as everybody did I mean everybody was just the first time oh it's everybody like did the best they could the yeah. best they could 
Um, I, mean, I think a lot of the failings are more um, community or, or family oriented than they yes. were the schools at the absolutely. end of the day. And I mean, sometimes the student. Right. Absolutely. I mean, some students just didn't learn well virtually. No, it's just no. unfortunate reality. I think but yeah, most kids struggled. Most I would think most kids struggled with that if they weren't used to it, if they weren't right. already homeschooled and stuff. But yeah, Van won the lottery. I mean, how many times it was like his classroom or just his bus. It just happened to be. Oh, it just man. was always in the wrong place at the wrong time. He didn't get it. Right. Which was wonderful. Masks. Hey, science works. Yeah. But he, you know, and then, so getting back to my point was, I hate going to my boss and saying, well, I got to work from home today. Oh, yeah. You know, or I have to take a day off. Right. Or I have to do this because he can't go to school. And right. I can't afford right. to pay somebody to be there full no. time. Or find somebody during the more, pandemic. I don't have family here. Yeah. A lot, I'm like a lot of people. Like, yes, this is a great community, Central Pennsylvania. I think people are good to each other. I think we have great neighbors. But you can't ask. I mean, if it's not like an immediate family member, oh, who somebody, are you asking oh, right. to come watch your kid for an entire day? That's not free. Right. So, yeah, yeah I think st- getting back to my original point, I think stability is what probably most parents yep. are looking for. And unfortunately, that is not up to the schools. No. It, that is up to the disease that's up to COVID (laughs) I will say I will say it's funny that you brought that up because when I talked to Cumberland Valley not to keep going back to them but that's that's one of the many people that I talked to this week but um Dr. Christopher and and their credit I don't know if you remember but early last year they said we're hybrid this is what we're doing right and they stuck with that thing despite I mean the guidance changed but they they're like this is our plan that's good this is what we're doing we're doing you know two and two and a cleaning Mm -hmm. And they just, they held the entire time. And Dr. Christopher said that, that even this time, and I, I get the sense that masks are going to be optional there, regardless of yeah. how things change, unless it's a mandate that says you have to do it. Interesting. Because his thing was, they, just like you said, the parents uh-huh. need consistency. Consistency. They don't need us flip-flopping all right. over the place. Right, right, um, right. Now, I guess maybe the only argument there would be if the guidance shifts and they get like something from like state specific, which it didn't seem like we were going to get when I talked to the deputy nope. secretary of education. But I mean, unless they get that, it seems like they're content on doing that. The only thing I would, I, and I asked him about was, you know, what do you, you know, are you going to be able to avoid an outbreak where you've got to close the school for three or four days, which is what Susquehanna Township right. said. That's the reason right. why they wanted to mandate masks. It's not so much to maybe like avoid fear of death that. and stuff like that, but right. it's just on the simplification of if we get six, seven kids that are sick, right. we're required at this point now. We've exactly. got to close the high school. Right. And we've got to do it for a day or two or until mm. people get tested. And it's a whole thing. That's disruptive. So, right. yeah, they're trying right. not to. Do, so it's a different idea of do we make it disruptive in a way that we can't select one specific thing we want to do or do we want to be disruptive as we pick something and now I've got to right. got to shut down for three days, right. two days, three days, two. So. so to simplify for the listeners, the CDC has Correct. recommendations. Right. They do not dictate right. what we do. So they, don't. they have recommendations to governments um, on all levels. And then Governor Wolf, so the head of our state, mm-hmm. is saying he is not going to put a mask mandate in place. Right. He is really focusing his administration on vaccinating Vaccines. people. Correct. Um, because if everybody that's was vaccinated, real, it would be gone. Cure-all. And it would, it's right. the cure all, good right. word for it. It'd right. be gone. We wouldn't be wearing masks. You know, the risk of hospitalization around. and death would yes. fall dramatically. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. So that's why it is now up to the individual school districts. Now, the one thing I haven't seen, thank God, <laughs> is banning masks from school however yeah we haven't anybody do that florida and texas from what i understand or at least and this could change by the time we finish this podcast 
but they're going to they're are they saying or at least Florida governor is saying that we're going he's going to ban the mandate to mask. So like yeah. if Susquehanna Township if that was our governor in Susquehanna Township would say they says, can't have that mandate in place. They can't have they that can mandate. They can do optional. In place. I mean right. nobody can tell you you can't nobody put can tell one you on. You can't put one on. But they right. they're saying that the school can't tell, tell you, you have to. that your child has to wear a mask. Right. Right. Uh, and you saw one of the southern gov- governors I forget who it was but said that he regretted that. I did see that. So, and of course, blanking on which but one. But you, you know, and that's the thing too. You just got different opinions on governance there too. Absolutely. And I don't. I, it's hard for even you know, as someone objectively like myself, it's hard to right. even say if that's right or wrong. Right. I mean, because there's there are people who value freedom over safety. Sure. And, you know, fundamentally, you may disagree with that, but at the end of the day, that's what they believe. And I Absolutely. think a lot of southern states fall into that that category. And yes. maybe that's tough to relate to being in Pennsylvania, where yeah. I think in during the pandemic, we've shown that safety was a little more valuable than personal freedoms. Right. Um, I mean, it goes back I to... I get it a little bit, I guess, in Texas and Florida. That's where they're at. And unfortunately, with that, then you've, you've got to take the repercussions, which right now, is, as we see, is their, their case spike. And, and wasn't that such a controversy for, you know, right after 9-11? I'm, you're a little younger, but for so no, I remember, for no, me I was well. certainly. Uh, I remember it well. I don't think we forget. I mean, right. just like no, you said, I mean, Van aged at right. age seven for right. me. Whenever that happened, that was like an instant. Like really? you've got to be in. A, you feel yeah. like an adult for a second. I, I remember every. I minute. was already in the business, so we're not. But we're not going to say oh, how man. old I am. No, that's right. I remember. <laughs> I remember every minute. I was in we grade. This... I was in grade school, but I remember it well. Our children are the same age. Yeah, we are not. <laughs> and, I, and I'm assuming that students, yeah. you know, they're going to remember March. Of 2020, when they got sent home, I think Absolutely. it was on that Thursday, and then never came back. I'm well, sure Van they'll never forget. I can't imagine year. being a senior in 20, a 2020 senior. Right. That had to be wild. Oh. I mean, at least 2021, yes. you know, whether they were masked, and I think a lot of them actually had graduation without masks and yeah. had their proms and parking lots and things like that. At least they got yeah, that was somewhat of an spot. experience. Right? Like right after a lot of vaccinations right. June were was happening. Good. That was good. Yeah. yeah but uh, 2020 was just, mm. oh my word. Yeah. Couldn't pick a worse spot. Well, listen, your insight is always valuable because you're on the streets. You're the one out of the building. You're the one talking to these guys. You're talking to the people that are making the decisions. Very busy. I was hoping before we go, though, that you can give us a little bit more insight and maybe a little preview to face the state because you just got done. Um, Yeah. if you, did. The magic of television. He just finished <laughs> Face the State. Um, but it does air on this coming Sunday at 8.30. And uh, you have some amazing guests on. Uh, one is Dr. Sherry Smith. The other one was Senator Art Haywood. Both yes. of them spoke about back to school. What jumps out at you? You know, I know I want everybody to watch. So I don't want you to give away the no, entire no, no, show. But like, you know, what what were their main concerns? And I know they obviously have clearly different jobs. Right. So. Well, I'll start with Senator Haywood. So yeah. he's on the, the governor's COVID-19 vaccine task force. But they've really kind of become the governor's sounding board throughout this thing, because I think there's a trust now where the governor feels like he can go to them. They each represent a different region. So you've got Tim O'Neill, who's out west. We have Senator Ryan Ahmed, who's in central PA. Um, you have Bridget, uh, Senator Bridget, who is up in northeast PA. Mm-hmm. She's got like kind of north central. And then we've got Art Haywood, who's got Philly. Gotcha. So each of them kind of have their own um, area, so to speak. So he kind of goes to them. Art Haywood had said that they had, the governor had talked about, and they had talked about how they were concerned about case spikes. Um, but then, you know, it's like we can't jump into the same hysteria as January and February. We're like, case spikes, oh, my gosh, because every single one of those cases, the assumption was no one was vaccinated at that right. point. Right, right. Um, and we saw and then we could see the direct correlation in deaths two weeks later. 
which right. we haven't seen to this point, to be honest. The Delta variant, oh, and it could be because of vaccination, right? Um, and then the second, the second thing with that too is that we're not seeing the same rate of hospitalization in ICU yet. Hopefully, right. we can keep Hopefully that down. Hopefully, it stays that way. Um, but what he was saying in a direct conversation with the governor was that the governor is content for now to lean on the CDC guidance and to instruct. Pennsylvanians and Pennsylvania businesses, institutions, et cetera, to follow the guidance that's set forth by the CDC. Like you said, guidance isn't a mandate. Right. But he, I think they want to stick with that. And don't forget, too, that the governor's kind of limited now because he doesn't have an emergency declaration power. So if he does something, it's going to have to come from the Secretary of Health, Allison Beeman. We've been talking to her. She seems yeah, content. Yeah, you do talk to her a lot. Right. Yeah. She seems content to be lockstep with the governor. Okay. Um, where they feel like the primary focus needs to be the, the cure in this case, which right. is the vaccine. Right. It's like the mask is just a Band-Aid. Yeah. And if we spend all That's our time talking about the Band-Aid, right. then we're ignoring the cure. So, right. I, I mean, just from my discussions with them, I think they're on the, the right track. And then when I talk to Dr. Sherry Smith, who who is the deputy secretary, and I believe that she was with Lower Dolphin or Central Dolphin. She was a superintendent there for years. She just oh, retired yeah. back in 2017. Yeah, definitely on the East Shore. Um, so she's a Dolphin County lady. exactly which one I want to And um, she has a great job. But uh, we had talked a lot about, you know, whether the Department of Education would have some kind of mandate. And they basically said the same thing. Like, unless something comes from the CDC or our Department of Health, right. which we talked to Allison Beam and doesn't appear that it's coming, but like I said, everybody's right. fla- everybody's got that like maybe it does. But then every time <laughs> I talk, nothing's written in stone. The thing that I found interesting though is like we could talk about all this stuff, but every time I go to a group, they say, "Well, I'm waiting on this person." This person goes, "I'm waiting on this person." At the end of the day, the person everybody seems to be waiting on is the CDC. Right. But the problem is that the CDC's guidance is national. And what's happening in Arkansas, Mississippi, Florida, and Texas is not relatable. And I don't know if you remember last July, but I thought about this a lot. Last July, we went like all back to yellow because of a case spike in Texas. And at the time, um, Dr. Levine had basically said, well, we have 700 cases in Pittsburgh, and then they're having this problem in Texas. So we just want to be careful. So we're going to like put some of those mitigation measures back in place for right. like a temp. Right. And I don't think it was a big deal because yellow wasn't like the worst of the worst and so it feels like yesterday and it, feels it was like quick 10 quick years ago but it feels like the same it? thing it we're feels, like yeah oh. those southern states right now everybody's packing inside it's hot right and so there's that air con- i mean i so i just don't know i understand the cdc guidance but i think we're doing the right thing where it's like we have to look at pennsylvania you do. and really make decisions and i think the governor is what he's saying is he's taking it even a step further and he's saying well since we had this vaccination effort I want to give the communities a chance to look at, well, what's our vaccination effort? Because what's happening in inner city Philadelphia or or rural pick a county, I don't Mm -hmm. want to single anybody out, but what's happening in those two areas with maybe a lack of vaccination is not the same as what's happening in Cumberland County, where vaccination rates are higher, or, um, you know, even Lancaster County, where vaccination rates are higher, so... Yeah, we br- you brought that up this morning in the newsroom that you were speaking to some folks down in, some, was it Franklin County? Franklin rural County. Rural area. Yeah. Yep. Um, now we're going to check on this and, and see if we can, well, first of all, see if we can help them out by getting an appointment. But they were saying they're having a hard time, you know, finding one in their Oh, backyard. that story, yeah, that's Southern Lancaster County. They, yeah, they're Southern saying, Lancaster? Yeah, they're saying oh, that just know. like, you know, well, for, I mean, first of all, in Southern Lancaster County, depending on where you are, you know, it can take you 20, 30 minutes to get to a grocery store That's or a pharmacy. Too, just to begin. With, um, yes. And then if that pharmacy or grocery store doesn't have appointments or has very right. limited appointments, now you're like, okay, so now 
I don't have the opportunity to walk in anywhere. Mm-hmm. I've got to drive all the way to Lancaster, which could be an hour drive, and you've right. got to schedule it on a day, usually now Monday through Friday. Right. A lot of these people work. Work. It's like, well, Absolutely. when am I going to get a shot if I've all of now, like something changed my mind. I've changed my mind. I right. want to go get it. Right. This person was saying like, there's no work. I don't know where to go. Or, or like, I, there's nowhere for me to go that's yeah. not a complete inconvenience. Right. Now, I guess the counter right. to that would be like, figure it out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I do understand that. Like, we, and once again, you should have done it three, four months ago would be the argument. But three, four months ago, you could have gone just about anywhere. anywhere. Like I said, you can walk into a right and I'm like, you know, and I, I haven't <laughs> looked into whether right. or not there are pharmacies or grocery stores around this person. Right. I know where they live down in Holtwood. Yeah. but. Um, it's just, you know, it's like, where are we at in yeah. terms of, you know, peach bottom? I, I don't know what's around there. So well, remember, too, I mean, if you don't want to do something like a, a, a human instinct, if you don't want to do something, you find excuses, not, you find excuses, right? You also well, I wasn't even going to put it that way, but that's, that's or, on the, or if you're on the fence, you'll you're find not, a reason to be like, you might make it, make it, it hard for me so I can say you. no. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it yeah. has to come to you more than you go. And we're all busy. It. We're all busy, right? you know, Um, and that's why, you know, a lot of people that I know made the personal decision to wait until it was walk-in appointments with J&J because it's like, I don't have, A, the opportunity to schedule two, and I don't have the opportunity to wait 20 minutes, wait 20 minutes twice over the course of a month. Right. So they did Johnson & Johnson because it's one time I go in, 15 minutes, I'm out. Yeah. And especially yeah. walk-in. Yeah. Now, okay, well, Tuesday I was going to do it, but I got busy, so now I'm going to do it Thursday. Well, you can still walk in on Thursday. Right. Right. But that that window right. was May. It's been three months. Yeah. So we're starting at that point. But I, I think, yeah, I mean, to answer all this, I, I think that uh, our conversations were pretty illuminating. Um, you know, Dr. Smith just kept saying that, hey, the CDC guidance is that they do have masks. But we basically respect their ability to make decisions that they feel are in the best interest of their local community, weighing the data that they have. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, how their community feels about it is a big part of it. Um, right. And I think the change there from because people say, well, what's different from last year? Well, the difference is that a lot of people, well, everybody has had a chance now outside of those under 12 to get vaccinated. Right. Uh, or those with allergies, which I th- it's got to be a small percent. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's been yeah, it's been a, it's been an interesting thing, and like you said, it gets really political, and it's it's exhausting. It, so it, well, I think we're all that's a great word for it. I think we're all exhausted. Oh, I'm burned out. Definitely Firmly. burned out, yeah, and I'm we are over out. it, and we are sick of COVID and the Delta variant and yeah. whatever the next one will be named Delta but, Plus or whatever they want to call. You know, <laughs> oh goodness gracious, Delta well, Delta two thousand. Oh, yeah. mamma mia. Yeah. Well, here, listen. So. Ryan Eldridge, thank you for joining yeah, me today. Absolutely. We were yeah. worried that we uh, may not be able to fill an entire no, chat, and it. here I, we I go. You. I can talk about it. I can talk about anything. <laughs> anything I think you can probably at talk any about time. Anything. Oh yeah, we're yep. listen. We're journalists. We're chatty. Uh, but you can catch Ryan uh, every day, obviously on CBS Twenty One News, and of course yeah. every Sunday at eight thirty. Every day, but Face Saturday, my grandmother says I'm on TV every day, oh, but Saturday. Oh, I so. can change that. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to be on Saturday. <laughs> Good. Although if they put a Face the State teaser. On, I could there be on you No, we you need your rest uh, so that you can continue to do the good journalism work oh, that no you worries. do every day. Thank you. So, no, yeah. Couldn't uh, do it without you guys. So Awesome. Well, thank you, Ryan, for being with us. And uh, thank you, uh, sure. the listener, for uh, tuning in. And again, we're going to have a couple of these over the next few weeks. I believe Jasmine and Tom All right. are going to host our uh, next chat Tom here. Tom Russell. Ah, Tom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I never see Tom. So whenever somebody says Tom Russell, I'm like, I work with that guy. That's right. I haven't seen that guy in a year and a half. So many jokes I could make. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, but no, they're, they're, uh, we, love, we love Jasmine and Tom, part of our family. And so. they both have kids, too. And so they both have kids. pull all the parents I'm, in here from I'm 21. pulling all the parents yeah. in. I'd like to get somebody without kids, though, too, to get An their interesting take. interesting perspective, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, thanks for listening. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Oh, yeah, thank uh, you. On our very first edition of CBS 21's Classroom Chat.